and welcome to the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. I'm your host, John Carlin. This is the podcast where I tell you all about the great things, and I mean great things, happening in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Places like Roanoke, a city, Roanoke County, the city of Salem, Botetourt, Franklin counties. Uh, we are known as America's East Coast mountain biking capital. Virginia's Blue Ridge is nestled right here in the Blue Ridge Mountains. The Blue Ridge Parkway passes right through the heart of our region. And if you want to come play in the mountains and enjoy a metro mountain adventure, you will find it here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. All the information about everything we talk about is in the show notes, and you can also go to our website, visit vbr.com. Today, I want to talk about a great event that's coming up very soon that showcases all of the many cultures of the people who call Virginia's Blue Ridge home, and it's called Local Colors, and it has been around for a long time. It's a staple here in Virginia's Blue Ridge, and this year it's happening May uh, May 15th of 2021. It's back after a year away for COVID. It's been moved from its traditional location in Elmwood Park this year in order to create more space for social distancing. And you can expect uh, this year lots of entertainment, lots of vendors, and especially food from all these different cultures. So lots of little booths, uh, and it'll be from 1130 to 5 p.m. And coming up, I'll be talking with Lisa Spencer, the executive director, about all of the great details and all the changes for Local Colors 2021. Welcome back to the VBR podcast, and I am joined now by Lisa Spencer, who is the executive director of Local Colors. And Lisa, thank you so much for uh, joining us here today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm pleased to be here. Yeah, so Local Colors is back this year. We, you're coming out of COVID. Yes, yay. Uh, you know, I, I, I can sense the excitement of uh, having a an in-person event once again. Yeah, no doubt. Now, as, and I know, but it's also got to be I mean, realistically, from from your end, it's got to be difficult to figure out all the new protocols and and how to keep people spaced and safe and all that sort of thing. What what sort of things are you doing this year? The main thing is that we changed venues. Um, So the festival is not going to be at Elmwood Park this year. It is going to be at Rivers Edge North, the Rivers Edge Sports Complex on Reserve Avenue because it's a, as you know, it's a big field and it's going to enable us to spread out vendors and allow people to practice safe distancing. Um, We, I also had to put a plan in place with the Virginia Department of Health um, to show what we were doing for COVID safety. So one of the things that because there is, according to the executive uh, executive order regarding capacity, um, you know, we have to calculate what the capacity was. And for us, it's about 1,600, which on the 15th is going to go up to about 2,700 because that's the day that the restrictions are going to be relaxed a little. I thought, wow, that is perfect timing. Um, So we have to create an entrance and an exit, and we'll have counters with clickers to make sure that we are staying within those limits. We'll have hand sanitizing stations throughout the park and signs, of course, asking people to 
to wear masks and to, and to practice safe distancing. And the vendor booths are not going to be, their vendor booths are going to be spread out as well. So they'll be about 20 feet apart from each other. Gotcha. Okay. So now, now we know the safety part. Let's talk about the fun stuff. Yes. What can people expect to see this year? Well, what they, what we see every year, which is uh, vendors selling food uh, from different parts of the world um, and merchandise and seeing displays. Um, and Blue Ridge PBS is also going to be there and uh, capturing some stories, hopefully. Um, so one of the things that is not a couple of things that won't be there just because we are still, you know, we're, as we come out of this pandemic, we still have to practice safety. Um, we are not going to have the performances there because we want it to prevent people from congregating, um, you know, in, in a closed space. So our performance edition uh, with some displays will be virtual. And so that will air sometime in the summer on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. Um, another thing that we that we're doing differently is we normally open up with an opening ceremony and a procession of nations. And that is also going to be uh, revised and moved to our virtual edition. Um, some of our elected officials will still be there uh, with some welcoming remarks. Um, but you can expect to experience what people typically experience at the festival, which is just getting a taste of so many different cultures in one place. Outstanding. Do you know, uh, for instance, how many uh, different cultures will be represented this year? I want to say at least 20. Um, it's 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 not going to be as many as we normally have. We do plan on being back in full swing next year uh, once COVID is behind us. Um, but I, I I don't have that information in front of me right now. But I want to say at least at least twenty. It might probably even more. Right. Well, it, I remember when this festival started. I want to say. It was 1990, 1991, somewhere in there, Pearl Fu putting this together. And uh, and she would call and at the TV station where I worked and she would want some support. And we would always go down and, and cover it. Um, but uh, uh, it grew over the years to really become one of the sort of shining stars that we have here in the Star City. Um, and now this is your first year putting this on, right? Yes, it is. Right. Yes, it so, is. And it, and what a year been, to, have to, <laughs> to have to put it on. Right. Has that been hard? It's been, you know, there have been a number of challenges. Um, you know, one of the reasons that we are, um, you know, it's not going to be as big as many, you know, participants because, you know, vaccines are still rolling out. People, and particularly older people, still have concerns about being, you know, in a large gathering. So, you know, so that's, you know, so that's an adjustment. Um, and, you know, just in terms of gauging how many people are going to be there. We, we, we don't know, um, but just being able to have something in person, um, you know, especially after this last year and 
couple months that we've had with everything shut down. Last year, we had to do everything virtually, which is not the same. And so to be able to have something in person, even though it's modified and not quite what it typically looks like, um, I still think is very much, very much a plus. But it, it, there have been a number of challenges um, in putting it together. But I am looking forward to a fun and successful event. Great. So this event is on May fifteenth. Is it a, is it all day long? Is it an evening event as well? How can how does it work out if somebody wants to come? It's eleven uh, thirty to five. And so, I mean, you don't have to be there at 1130. You drop in whenever uh, you want and, um, you know, uh, browse around uh, the different vendor booths, eat some food. We will also have an international beer garden. Um, there is parking across the street at the Carillion lot that's attached to the School of Medicine. Um, so people can park there. Um, and just come out and, and have a good time. Great. Uh, what uh, so when somebody walks in through the gate, what will what will they see? Uh, essentially, uh, like a large area of tents, and the vendors will be selling primarily, I would guess, food. Food. Uh, yeah. There's food. There's merchandise. We have some booths that um, have some displays. Um, so you can learn about different cultures that way. And we also have a children's area. And I should also add, because we are celebrating our 30th year, and um, for those who have been around for a long time know that first festival featured four countries, China, Korea, Kenya, and Russia. And so our children's activities, uh, we have a number of hands-on interactive activities and, and also some to-go bags. And so we're focusing on those four original countries. Outstanding. So four, was it only four in the very beginning? It was only four. That very first festival on Kirk Avenue had about 25 people. And the, best, the event was about maybe two hours long. And there were four countries uh, represented in Pearl Fu was the representative for China. And that's when she just had, she said, this has to keep going. And going it did by 1995, the festival just exploded. Yeah, and and yeah, Pearl, it was you just could not say no to Pearl. Whatever she wanted, <laughs> you just said, <laughs> okay, yes, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll do whatever you want because she, her enthusiasm was so infectious and her determination was, was just so evident. So that's great. And you think there'll be about 20 this year. Do you have, you know, off the top of your head, can you tell us uh, any of the, uh, the countries that'll be there for sure? Well, sure. Um, so we have for food, we have uh, uh, Syria, Mexico, um, Jamaica, um, the Philippines, and there are some more. And I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> oh, that's all right. And you don't. You don't. I didn't expect you to list all twenty, but so. No. All, and all these people have roots somehow in Roanoke, right? Yes. And because people don't realize how diverse our little uh, mountain city is. You know, I am actually fairly new to Roanoke. I've been here a little over two years and I come from big cities. And so I was very surprised at the amount of diversity 
that is here. And I think it just makes Roanoke uh, such a wonderful place to live and do business. Yeah, well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I just uh, and and but this is this is something that even Roanokers don't realize that all people from all these different cultures are here. They're living here, and and they are assimilated to a certain extent, but they still are rooted in that culture that we're seeing this festival. Yes, and that's the whole point. That's the whole point of the festival. One is to you know, to to really give a nod and say, we value your culture. And here's a place where you can put that on display. And it also provides educational opportunities for residents to learn about to learn about different cultures. And that's what makes this um, this festival such a beautiful thing. So tell me about this virtual aspect that will happen later in the year. What, how, how is that going to work and how could people partake in it? So we will, uh, production is in, in place right now. Um, so you'll see some dance, some music, some martial arts. And we'll put, like we did last year, um, we um, put the videos up on our Facebook page. We now have a YouTube channel, so we'll also put that up on our YouTube channel. And we'll do, you know, a, a, an introduction, you know, something special, especially in honor of our uh, honor of our 30th year. And so you can check out our Facebook page um, and, uh, and then look out uh, for our YouTube videos. All right, and if uh, you would be kind enough to send me those um, URLs, those addresses, I'll make sure listeners can just click on those in the show notes and they can go to your YouTube channel or your Facebook page. Okay. And so and so, what is um, Blue Ridge PBS doing? Are they producing the videos or are they doing something completely different? And They are not. Different? So we have started a new partnership with Blue Ridge PBS. Local Colors is now on Blue Ridge PBS. We do a series of short segments that highlight different cultural traditions and so this is a a show you should call it a show it's if you go on their page it's in the section um on shorts and it's uh it just started uh, the first one aired about a couple of months ago there are two uh, videos up there now and a third one is coming out soon that's highlighting 30 years of local colors. And uh, so that's just started. And it's been uh, really great being able to work with Lisa Fenderson, executive producer there. And, um, you know, and just being able to to highlight the different cultures that are represented in the Roanoke Valley. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I know Lisa well, of course. So Lisa and I go go way back in uh, in various uh, aspects of, of the TV world here in, in Roanoke. So, and she's, she's a great producer. So I, I know you're enjoying working with her. Yes, I am. Right. So, and what kind of content would, if people tune in and see that, what kind of content are they seeing? What, what are the visuals and, and what are you guys focusing on? Well, it's, it's really highlighting different cultures. So um, the first one uh, we did was on the which is Persian new year. Um, we just uh, she just published one on the Laotian New Year. And so we are, you know, we're looking at different the different ethnic groups, different cultural traditions. They're very short, you know, about uh, one to two minutes long. 
Um, and hopefully that will expand. Um, we are uh, at some point going to have um, on site, um, you know, recordings. And so you get to, you know, interact or, you know, as we interact with different people. Um, so that's a, so that's a really exciting um, project for local colors uh, and very, very fitting for us, you know, to be able to tell those stories. Outstanding. So, uh, again, the event is going to be on May 15th from 1130 to 5, and it'll be at River's Edge, not in Elmwood Park this year. So you can spread people out. You've got all these COVID precautions. And as we're speaking, this event is, what, about two weeks off? It's two weeks off, but something is starting before the 15th. On May 1st, we we have added a cultural pursuit pursuit scavenger hunt, uh-huh. uh, which will take place during the two weeks leading up to the festival. And that is through the Goose Chase mobile app. And you can uh, go, uh, you know, uh, download the app, go in it and search for cultural pursuit and you'll see our logo. You can participate as an individual or on teams, and it's you know includes uh, trivia and GPS check-ins. There'll be prizes, um, you know, at the end of you know at the end of the two weeks. So, um, so we're encouraging people to you know to participate in that as well. It's sponsored by Freedom First Credit Union. Um, so we, you know, again, it's. You, you know, you, you, when uh, when the world gives you lemons, you just make lemonade, as the as the saying goes. So that's a fun little feature, um, and hopefully, we'll be continuing that in years forward. Outstanding, well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us here on the Visit VBR podcast. Well, thank you for having me, and I look forward to seeing everybody on May fifteenth. So thanks so much to Lisa Spencer. I feel like there'll be a great turnout this year. People are so anxious to get out and to do things and to to be back in that festival atmosphere and just sort of mill around, people watch and enjoy, uh, in this case, the cultures and the different foods and so forth. So uh, I, I really feel like this is, is going to be back and people are going to be so happy to to get out and to and to check out local colors this year. And if you're coming uh, from out of town for that, great. Uh, if you're coming from out of town for anything else, let me tell you a little bit more about Virginia's Blue Ridge. Maybe if you live here, you don't already think of it this way or you, you don't know all the different things that are going on right here in our own region. But what is it when I talk about a metro mountain mix? Well, think of this area as an outdoor playground. I mentioned the cycling uh, that we're America's East Coast mountain biking capital. The road biking here is amazing, but there's there's so many other outdoor things to do. Whether it's running, hiking, kayaking, fishing, fly fishing, you name it. The Roanoke River flows right through the the heart of the region. The Roanoke River Greenway uh, goes right along next to the river, and in Salem there's a greenway, and there are other uh, paths and so forth. And you can find a lot of those at visitvbr.com, but Uh, Going back to the Roanoke River Greenway, it's great for running, biking, dog walking. It's flat. It is beautiful. I'm on it two or three times a week personally. I just love it. 
Um, it rolls through a number of parks. There's playgrounds there. There's picnic shelters. You can bring a barbecue, lunch. Uh, you, I mean, you name it, you can do it along the Greenway. There's there's plenty of parking. It's not difficult. Um, so that's definitely something to think about. And then Explore Park off of the Blue Ridge Parkway hosts Treetop Quest, including zip lines and ropes courses and a lot more going on out at Explore Park. There's cabins, yurts, a growing network of mountain bike trails there as well and hiking trails uh, and it's just beautiful scenery the Roanoke River flows right through the Explore Park as well and then in town we have museums like the famous O. Winston Link Museum of, of Steam Railroad Photography there's the Transportation Museum of Virginia the Taubman Museum of Art and we've had uh, we've had folks from most of those places on. Uh, Virginia's Blue Ridge also features brew pubs. There's shopping in the downtown market in the city of Roanoke. And then don't forget, we have beautiful little quaint downtowns with great shopping and eateries and breweries in uh, in places like Salem and Vinton, Rocky Mount, Buchanan. And then uh, if you are uh, looking for a place to bring your sports tournament, well, you found it because people come here to play and we host all kinds of significant tournaments, people coming from out of state uh, to play softball, volleyball, soccer, basketball, and, and we just have lots of gyms and lots of family-friendly places for, for you to stay where the pricing is right. And uh, it's just they're, they're set up for this type of thing. And, and, of course, we have the very nice Grand Old Lady in the Hotel Roanoke. But there are uh, that's, uh, that's going to be on the pricier side compared to sometimes you're looking for that um, economical place to stay that's still nice and safe and pretty and clean. And, and that's we have a lot of those because of all the tournaments that come here. And if you're looking for the ultimate guide to what's going on here in Virginia's Blue Ridge, you need to check out visitvbr.com. It's so much there. Blogs, maps for the cycling, hikes to places you know like waterfalls, a list of all the restaurants, directions for our Cheers Trail, which will guide you through the local brew pubs, wineries, distilleries. And there's actually a nice prize. If you check in at a few of them and you show them the app, usually you'll get a discount on something. And then uh, you uh, then you demonstrate that you have visited, I want to say it's five of, uh, of the different places along the trail. And you get uh, a nice prize from Visit VBR. So that's something to check out as well. And you can download that app at visitvbr.com. Uh, also there, uh, as I mentioned, there's a complete list, obviously, of all the different places that you can stay. And if you come here, uh, we have a campaign called Be a Trail Setter. So post your pictures on your social media with hashtag trail setter. So come and play in Virginia's Blue Ridge and be a trail setter. We would love to have you here. And even if you live here and you're listening because you didn't know about whether Local Colors was back this year or what all was going on, this podcast comes out once a week. And we try to keep you updated on, on all of the many things that are happening in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And the exhaustive list, too, too numerous to mention, is always at visitvbr.com. So we'll have another podcast coming out soon. In the meantime, I hope to see you here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Blue Ridge.